0: In this episode, we're going to be talking all about this idea of using the target language in 90% plus in the classroom. So what does that really mean and how do we get there? I'm going to break it down into sort of four different areas where I'm going to ask a question about what's happening in your classroom and then give some possible responses to the issues you might have that get in the way of 90% plus. Let's just jump right in. Hello my friends, bonjour mes amis, hola mis amigos, welcome to the World Language Classroom podcast. I am Joshua Cabral. And I want to personally thank you so much for taking the time out of your week to listen to all things about language teaching and language learning. What other teachers have to say, what I'm adding to the discussion, so that it's an opportunity for you to look at your teaching and to be reassured that you're on the right track and find some new things to do and just... Thank you on behalf of your students because they are lucky to have you uh, looking out for them and working in their best interest. So thank you so much for being here. Before we jump into our topic today about 90% target language use, just real quickly, check the app you're listening to this podcast on. Make sure you are pressing follow or like whatever it's asking you to do to make sure that you are getting each episode as it comes out. And if you have a second, I'd really appreciate it if you would rate or give some sort of comment on whatever app you're on so that this podcast can go out to other teachers so it can help them, hopefully, in the same way that it's helping you. I would appreciate that as well. And one other thing I am sort of... Back on the traveling route with uh, workshops and everything and working with schools, some of them working with virtually, some in person and in conferences. So if that's something that would be of interest to you to work personally with your department, uh, whether it's you or somebody else in your department that makes those choices, If you wanna take a look at my website, wlclassroom.com, and just click on School Workshops or Virtual Workshops and you will get information on how we can work together take all the information that you're hearing on this podcast and from other teachers in our discussions and really make it applicable to you with your students in your school. So if you're interested in doing that, just check out woclassroom.com and you will find all the information there that we can get in touch and work together. Okay, so now let's jump into this whole topic of 90% target language use. First question is... Why 90%? Why are we often hearing and seeing as we talk about this in different venues and social media, why 90% plus is what we see, 90% plus target language use? Well, it comes down to one of the Actful core practices. There are six we generally talk about, but there are a lot of core practices that Actful uses for effective language teaching and learning, And one of those core practices is to use the target language for learning in the classroom, for teaching and learning in the classroom. So essentially, it's to maximize opportunities for students to hear the language and read the language, to engage with the language, so you have lots of comprehensible input. But also, when we say target language use, when we say 90% target language We're not just saying the teacher. We're also saying the students. So it's not just input of the target language, but also lots of opportunities for students to have output with the language and produce the language. And one of the things that is going to be really useful with that is, yes, they are practicing with it and growing their proficiency through practicing, but also it's great information for us as teachers when students are engaging in output with the language because it's formative information for us about where they are on their language learning journey, on their proficiency journey, and where we wanna go from there. Are we ready to move on? Do we need to spend more time on that? So that student output is useful there as well. So we wanna maximize input and output of the target language getting to 90% in the classroom. So then the second question, first it's why 90%, but then how do we get to 90% plus target language use in the classroom? So, first off, I want to just say that we need to rethink how we have been teaching over the past few decades and be willing to leave some of it behind. That's something I've brought up before, you know, it's sort of a, it's a new age or in a new place and sort of those legacy teaching practices in the past were not necessarily designed to promote a high percentage of target language use in the classroom. And if we sort of hang on to some of those legacy approaches, sort of grammar translation and mechanical exercises, we're not allowing for a high percentage of target language use in the classroom. So we want to move beyond that and leave some of those in in the past. So if you want to get to 90% target language use in the classroom, You have to reflect on your teaching. We all have to do that. We have to reflect on our teaching through the lens of what we know about language learning now, like what has come out in research and sort of the core practices of language teaching now and focus on that. So to help us do that, I've sort of broken this down into four questions. So it's basically I'm going to ask four questions about what is happening in a language classroom. And you can stop and think for a second, maybe even press pause and think, okay, what does that actually look like in my classroom? And then we're gonna walk through sort of the answers to some of those questions and how you can get to 90%. So broken down into four questions, four answers, and you can reflect on your own teaching as we're going through. So take some time to contemplate how you can move your teaching in a direction that is more proficiency-based and promotes regular and confident use of the target language in your classroom. So the first question. Now, these are all about, so if you want to get to 90% plus target language use in your classroom, here's question one. Are prompts and tasks at the appropriate proficiency level? Are prompts and tasks at the appropriate proficiency level? Because if they are not at the appropriate proficiency level, they're either going to be too high and students do not have the language ability at that point. They don't have the proficiency level to be able to engage in the activity or if it's lower than their proficiency level. You know, sort of if they are in intermediate low where they can speak in full sentences and you're giving them tasks that require one-word answers, they're going to be done really quickly. And then, you know, a lot of students, you know, they're just going to revert back to their native language and have a conversation that way. So are the prompts and tasks at the appropriate proficiency level? So start by assessing what the proficiency level of the class is And you can do that by having them produce language or listen to language or read language and increase the proficiency level. Start with one word, then have them produce, memorize phrases, chunk some phrases together, and then have them creating on their own. And once you sort of realize, okay, this is where the breakdown is, then you can figure out, okay, this is their proficiency level. They are able to speak in full sentences, write in full sentences, understand at that level. But going to multiple connected sentences is sort of where the breakdown is. So... In terms of getting students to stay 90% plus in the target language, you'd want to stay at that sentence level in terms of what they're listening to, what they're reading, and what they're producing. So we call that sort of the, the sweet spot, where it's not too high and it's not too low. So by knowing what their proficiency level is, you can adapt tasks to be within that proficiency level. So... Remember, question one are prompts and tasks at the appropriate proficiency level. And if they are, you're going to have a higher success of keeping the class in 90% plus of the target language. Okay, moving on to question two. Do students have the language tools they need to communicate? So do students have the language tools they need to communicate? So when I'm talking about tools here, I'm going to offer up a couple of suggestions that that these are sort of skill areas that students can have. So the first one is functional chunks. This would be more at the novice level. So functional chunks are memorized chunks of language that students can use in particular situations where they need them. Um, so it's sort of, do you have, what is the... So there are these chunks of language that they can add on to Now, they're not necessarily able to unpack them completely and understand what they mean as individual words, but as a full sort of memorized chunk of language, they understand what it is. So if they have those and they can add on to it, and this also leads into what I'll refer to as language ladders. And so this is an idea of, you know, starting with, again, novice level, I would say here, I really like, I like, I don't like, and I don't like at all. You could even put a I kind of like in there. But it's sort of different degrees of expressing their preference for something or how much they like or don't like something. But again, those are memorized chunks of language, and the students can then add on to them. And then we have circumlocution. So circumlocution is this whole idea of students using language that they have to be able to express ideas that uh, for language that they don't have. You know, so basically, um, you know, it's uh, say they want to talk about a lawyer and they could say they don't know the word for lawyer. So they could say, oh, it is a person who defends a criminal. It is a person who, uh, I don't know, it's a person who works in a courtroom, a person who works with a judge. So you see they're never actually using the word lawyer, but they are using language that they do know to get that idea across. And that's definitely a skill set in there. And speaking specifically of... Circumlocution. I will be doing a an episode, a full episode on circumlocution. Um, and I actually had a, a teacher in North Carolina who uh, I believe it was Aileen is how you say her name. Uh, she reached out to me and said, "Could you please do a workshop on circumlocution? This is something that I and my colleagues would like to learn more about." So thank you so much for the suggestion. So I will definitely be doing a full episode of the podcast on circumlocution. So again, going back to this question too, do students have the language tools they need to communicate? And if they have these tools, you will have students staying in the target language more often and you as the teacher will be staying in the target language more often. So start with those functional chunks, memorized chunks of language that students can add on to. Language ladders, sort of the degrees of preference. You could also do it with Uh, looking at adverbs of sort of time, like last week, two days ago, yesterday, today, tomorrow, the day after tomorrow, next week. So you see, the the whole idea of language ladders is the words exist in sort of relationship to each other um, in different degrees. So you can look at them visually and see how they work. So if students have those types of language ladders then they can build on them and use them as needed and then we have circumlocution where they're using that the language that they do have to communicate words that they don't and it's really helpful in the classroom if we as teachers use the skills of circumlocution as well to show students and to demonstrate regularly when we're speaking how they can use them Okay, so now moving on to question three, to keep us at 90% plus, is our students held accountable for using the target language? So are students held accountable for using the target language? So essentially, if they're not being held accountable for using it, they're not going to use it, unless you have some really... Uh, well-intentioned, devoted, high-flying students who will do it on their own accord. Those are wonderful. And we always do have some of those students. But we all also know that that's not every student. So if we have some sort of accountability for using the target language, that will help us to keep it 90%. So what are some things we can do for that? Um, I would suggest using goal setting, as part of what you're doing in the classroom so that students know okay i need to get to intermediate mid uh, by april of this year so that's the goal that i'm working towards and part of that goal is the amount of target language that i'm using in the classroom so you keep that goal setting going it's for consistency and it keeps that commitment and if you can put that as part of their grade then that would be incredibly helpful in terms of keeping students accountable for using the target language. And then also assess based on their proficiency level. Because if you are keeping assessments at the proficiency levels that they are at or moving toward, then you're gonna keep them moving toward that with using the target language in the classroom. You know, So if, again, you can include it in the grade, if you include language use in a class grade, or the amount of language that they're using, then that would be helpful. This is not necessarily looking at sort of putting behavior in their grade or compliance in their grade, because I know that a lot of us, we choose not to do that for different reasons, or we may not even be able to do that in terms of what our grades look like in our schools. But I'm sort of looking at it as how they're using the language in the classroom. You know, so if you can do a weekly rubric for students where it's, based on how much target language they're using and not their compliance or behavior. It's really how often you're using the target language, how much are you staying at your proficiency level or moving above your proficiency level. So sort of if you have a a high school class and they are usually sort of intermediate low, intermediate mid, and you have a student that's just always throwing out memorized chunks or one word answers to things, then they're gonna have a lower score on the rubric. And that's another concrete way for students to see that so that if you're doing that for them, then they can maybe see, okay, if I want to get a higher score on this weekly language use rubric, these are things they need to be doing. I need to be speaking more. I need to be speaking at a higher proficiency level and pushing myself. So doing that rubric will be really helpful. And actually, in the show notes, I'm going to put in the link to a blog post I have that's specifically looking at uh, this sort of language use and proficiency level rubric for the week for students. And you can just download it uh, directly from the blog post and you can use it in your classroom as you see fit. And the fourth question is are all the students actively engaged and interested so are all of the students actively engaged and interested because if they're not actively engaged and interested we are not going to move towards that 90 percent plus target language use in the classroom so how can we assure active engagement and interest so the first thing I would suggest is that we provide choice and opportunity for personal interests so that they are actively engaged. As much choice as we can possibly give. Not choice in terms of do whatever you want to do, but within showing your mastery of this content or a something we're going to be talking about that they have a choice of topics to write about or talk about or to watch a clip on rather than everybody doing the same thing and if you leave it open to choice and particularly if they're able to write about something of interest to them or to read something of interest to them, then they are going to be more likely to keep the target language in focus as they're doing this. And I did a an episode, I believe it was episode 17, uh, with Tracy Rucker, and we were talking about student motivation, and he talked a lot about this idea of co-created space. The classroom is a co-created sort of learning experience for students, that they are a part of what is being learned and the content that's being learned. So if you give a listen back to that a little bit in uh, in episode 17, you can hear a lot more about this idea of a co-created space and that co-creation means that the content is influenced by what is of interest to students. And therefore, I I will quote uh, something from Stephen Krashen here, all about comprehensible input, where he says the input needs to be not just comprehensible but also compelling. And that's what this comes down to with that student interest and engagement is we want them to find the content so compelling that they can't help but be interested in it and therefore attend to the language and want to understand it and want to use the language to talk about it because they're so interested in it. So... To recap on this idea of 90% target language, and again, the reason for it is because we want to maximize target language use in the classroom so that students are hearing the language and using the language as much as possible, particularly given that they have other subjects going on in their day. They're going to other classes, and it's actually very minimal time that they have on task to use and listen to the language so we do want to maximize that as much as possible and so tr- trying to get to 90 percent is what is looked at as a manageable goal you know if we said it were 70 percent, that might also might seem too low and could be the slippery slope of using a lot of native language and if we said a hundred percent then it would sort of be like a hundred percent then there's no room for you know, having to quickly explain something. So we say 90% because it's a manageable percentage. So I put out those for questions uh, to look at in your classroom to help you get to 90%. And so just the, the responses and suggestions that came out of that were to make sure that prompts and tasks are at the correct proficiency level or the appropriate proficiency level so that students are able to actively engage, that it's not too high and it's not too low, but it's in that sweet spot. And then to make sure that they have tools for communication, like functional chunks of language, those language ladders, and then really diving into the concept of circumlocution, that, where they're using language that they have to even communicate ideas when they don't have the actual language to say it. And then the uh, the third thing was about accountability and having accountability for using the target language. So make sure you check out the blog post on the weekly rubric that I use with students to keep them accountable for target language use. And then lastly, and most importantly, I would say that we want students to be interested in the content and to create options for students and choices for students and to make sure that we have that co-created space where it's not just content that we as teachers are interested in, but we want it to be content and themes that are of interest to students so that they do get involved with that. So take some time to reflect on those four areas as you're looking at trying to get to 90 to 100% target language use in your classroom and see what is sort of working well for you, what maybe you can look at a little differently so that you can make sure that you're maintaining that maximum target language use in your classroom. So thank you again for spending this time with me today. I really appreciate uh, having this time each week to talk about language teaching and uh, be sure to reach out to me uh, through my website, wlclassroom.com if you would like to Uh, Have me work specifically with you and the teachers in your school, either on site, um, anywhere in the country or anywhere in the world, really, um, or remotely, which can absolutely be anywhere. We can work out something with that as well. So WLClassroom.com and you can just click on school workshops or virtual workshops and you can get some details about that and we can find a time that works for us both to make that happen have a great teaching week and i look forward to talking to you again real soon bye for now you've been listening to the world language classroom podcast be sure to follow or subscribe wherever you're listening so you don't miss a single episode Let's continue the conversation on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at WL Classroom. You can also see over 250 blog posts about language teaching at, you guessed it, WLClassroom.com.